All right, listen up, gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for a day. Word is he commandeered a locomotive and may have killed the tiny man he was working with. As that boy has not been seen since the train has crashed, for no good reason. Our man has been seen with the local school mom. She may be his hostage, or they may be partners in whatever sick scheme this is. Average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injuries, is four miles per hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every saloon, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, bathhouse, whorehouse, and doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Emmett L. Brown. Go get him. Come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marching McFly again. Back to the future three, a month-long podcast with me. It's Marching McFly, it's Marching McFly again. Again. I'm doing it again. I couldn't stay away, I confess. Another adventure with Marty and Doc, and this time they're in the OS. So come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marchy McFly again. Stay here all month long and get sick of this song. Cause it's Marchy McFly, it's Marchy McFly again. Again. It's a 31 day podcast where I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be back to the future part three. Oh, good morning, back to the future fans, and welcome back. To Marchie McFly, where this morning, yes, I'm getting this done early this morning, I'm here to talk about Back to the Future Part 3, because uh, today, for the 12th time in March, I've watched Back to the Future Part 3, and for the 12th time in March, I'm here to talk about Back to the Future, but not just Back to the Future 3. I thought I could go back and look at a few things from all three movies because, ladies and gentlemen, it's Oscar Sunday, the biggest night in Hollywood. Uh, I don't think we've covered an Oscars before in Marchie McFly. The first year of Marchie McFly, the Oscars were pushed back to April. The second year, we might have talked about it. I don't remember. I definitely know that um, I wrote a song uh, that was related in such a way to the Oscars, only because uh, it was a Fresh Prince parody. So it was tangentially related to um, those Oscars. But uh, tonight, clean slate for the Oscars, no slap-happy kooks, uh, and Jimmy Kimmel is hosting, so... No hosts that are going to completely ignore the giant slapping elephant in the room. Uh, it's just 
I, but I hope, I actually hope Jimmy rips into him in some way. Uh, I feel like it would be a disservice to uh, all comedy and movie fans if he ignored it. There's no way he's going to ignore it. Uh, and I'm not going to ignore it either because I enjoy the Oscars. Uh, now, just to list out Best Picture, I'm looking at them right now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've seen none of them. I've seen none of the movies in Best Picture, but I will see many of them. You're probably going to see most of them during this year's uh, 10th annual movie month. That starts June 1st right here on Geek Mentality. You don't have to go anywhere else. You can just stay subscribed to this podcast. It comes back in June with 30 new episodes for year 10 of movie month. But it had me thinking. Oh, I, I enjoy watching the Oscars. I enjoy watching them. We, I actually have a ballot. I, um, so I, I like to fill out a ballot. I give them to my, my parents. I call them mother and father. And uh, we just kind of compare it for, um, for, you know, the superiority of the family. My brother refuses to do it, or we just didn't ask him. I forget. But really, I'm just doing it um, to, you know, win mommy and daddy's love. Isn't that why we do everything we do? So um, I, besides these Oscars, I thought it would be interesting to go back and look to see what awards Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, and, and of course, Back to the Future 3, uh, what awards, if any, they were nominated for or won. So looking back on Back to the Future, it actually was nominated for uh, four Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Music, uh, Best Original Song for Power of Love. So I love that Huey Lewis is Oscar-nominated. Ridiculous that he didn't win. So this is the 1986 Oscar Awards. They were nominated for Best Sound, Best Writing for a Screenplay. That screenplay, that first screenplay is tight. And Best Song. But what did they lose for? Uh, what did they lose to? Huey Lewis lost to White Nights by Lionel Richie. Oh, no, the movie's White Nights, but the song, Say You, Say Me. Okay, if you're going to lose to a song, you lose to a, a, a kind of a, a Lionel Richie classic. Um, for Best Sound, it was nominated, Bill Varney and the other guys. It lost to Out of Africa, I guess, maybe, maybe adding in Lion Roars is an exciting thing. For Best Writing, it lost to Witness, uh, starring... Uh, Harrison Ford. I, you know, I know of that movie. I've never seen it. Wow, Brazil. It's weird when I I see Brazil was also up for best writing. I think of that as a much older movie, uh, and it was up for oh, it won best sound effects over Lady Hawk and Rambo: First Blood Two. Ladies and gentlemen, Rambo: First Blood Two is Oscar nominated. Okay, it was that. It was probably that scene where Rambo goes. And, and, he, and he shoots and he kills multiple. Uh, I don't even remember who he was fighting, but was he, wasn't he going back for POWs then? I don't know. I know that it was a, a hell of a, a picture. A hell of a picture. So yes, it was nominated for writing, sound, and music, and it won for Best Special Effects. Uh, it was also, you know, the BAFTA Awards. It won for, it was nominated for editing, for Best Film, for Screenplay, for Production, for Special Effects. Won none of them. Uh, see, then it's like it was nominated for best DVD classic release. That doesn't, that doesn't even make any like who cares about that? Uh, the, 
the Academy of Science, Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. It won Best Actor for Michael J. Fox, Best Science Fiction Film, Best Special Effects, of course. It was nominated for Crispin Glover for Best Supporting Actor. How, how could he not have won? Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, they were all nominated. This, again, is the Amer Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Film. Zemeckis, L, and Silver Street for the Music, and Best Costumes. Uh, there's a bunch of other awards here. Uh, the winner of the award of Japanese Academy for Best Foreign Language Film. So it won multiple awards. Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Picture. Michael J. Fox was nominated for Best Screenplay. And Huey Lewis, again, was nominated. Um, Grammy Awards, it was nominated for Best Album. of It's just a lot of nominees and uh, wins, but not a lot of major wins. Like it won the Jupiter Award. It won the... Uh, winner International Film Music Critics Award. But that's the first one. We're not here to focus on the first one, even though we're kind of here to focus on the first one. Now we're here to focus on the second one, Back to the Future 2. I may have spoken about this last year. Again, who cares? Uh, it was nominated again for a, an Academy Award, but only won Best Effects, Visual Effects. It lost. Now, this is 1990. So uh, what did it lose to? Oh, well... Okay. It lost to The Abyss. The Abyss is an Academy Award-winning uh, award film. It's funny, seeing The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Again, I think of that as an older movie. Uh, the Abyss, what a, like, that was a digital marvel. That was like, we started seeing the liquid moving around in that movie before James Cameron took it to Terminator 2. Uh, and I, I kind of love that movie. I remember sitting up I remember buying, I think I bought the extended cut. This is when I was like uh, totally into the fact that you can't buy, you don't want to watch movies with pan and scan. You have to get letterboxed. That's the real way they're supposed to be seen. So I would buy that. I bought that on VHS and it was, you know, widescreen. So they had the black on the box, black bars on the top and the bottom. And I, I, I always like to explain to people, no, no, no. That means you're seeing more of the screen. It's smaller, but you're seeing more of it. And it had the extended cut with the, with the um, tidal wave scene. And to me, that I remember seeing that and being blown away that a movie was out, a movie happened, a movie was released, and yet there was such a major piece of this movie that was not part of the theatrical, theatrical cut. And at the time, that just kind of was like, you feel like you're seeing some, some hidden gem. Uh, oh, and back to Back to the Future 2. It was nominated, oh, it won the Best Special Effects at the BAFTA Awards the hell are the BAFTA Awards? I've heard of them. They are the, oh, the British. It's the British version of film and television. So they put their, they put their, uh, their stuff together. Uh, special effects, Norman, it was nominated for the 2020 Awards, whatever those are. It was nominated for the Academy of Science Fiction, Horror, and Films. Uh, oh, but that was for Best DVD Collection. See that, again, that doesn't count. Oh, it did win for Best Special Effects. It was nominated for Science Fiction Film, Costume, and Best Makeup. I don't, I still, I, mean, I don't really think of it as a science fiction film, Back to the Future Part Two, except some of that future stuff. And I guess the fact that you're traveling through time in the first place and timelines and stuff makes it science-y, and it's not real, so it makes it fiction, so it works out. Uh, Golden, oh, I was going to say, was it nominated for the Golden Globes? No, it was nominated for the Golden Schmoes, whatever the hell those are. But but we're it's it's Marty McFly three, so I thought, uh, so I thought so why don't we focus on what awards Back to the Future Part three 
was nominated for or may have won, uh, as this is Oscar Sunday, the Academy Awards, uh, 95th Annual Academy Awards this evening. Yeah, Back to the Future 3 was not nominated for any Academy Awards. And, you know, with good reason, I think at this point, the only thing it could have been nominated for was special effects. And this is, I mean, compared to the last movie, this is such a, a lighter movie on as far as uh, special effects, except that, that, that what, however they, you know, well, special effects are not just digital and added at post. I mean, these are, you know, miniatures of special effects. And that whole train sequence, I think, still holds up. It's pretty spectacular, and I felt like it should have won some sort of award. Uh, this movie was nominated and won awards, just not Academy Awards. So uh, Back to the Future 3 was nominated for Best DVD... Okay, again, no, I, I don't... Uh, that, that doesn't count to me. So 2011, it won for Best DVD. Uh, 2003, it won for Best DVD. Again, that stuff doesn't matter. Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Film in 1991. So it just came back from the year before, uh, and now it's back, and it won two awards. Best Music, I, I think that stands up, because Back to the Future 2 just has the, the part one music. That's really all there is to it. There's, no, there's nothing new, or at least nothing new that stands out to me. Back to the Future 3 brings in its own you know, adventure theme, and it is... I love Back to the Future, the original theme. Like, I love it. It was, it play, I played it at my wedding as um, guests, as the, the, um, the, the grooms and, groom and, and bridesmaids were, you know, the wedding party were introduced. It was Back to the Future was the song playing. Um, but Back to the Future 3 is right below it as far as that. It holds up as, it's not as iconic, but it is such a good score uh, that it, I, it should have been nominated for Academy Awards. Uh, but it wasn't, but it did win the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. And you know what else won? Tom Wilson for Best Supporting Actor. Finally, this guy gets some sort of recognition for the tremendous amount of range and work he's shown in all three of these movies. Maybe this was like a, like for a compilation, compilation, like when um, the third Lord of the Rings finally, finally won Best Picture. Uh, this is kind of like, look, Tom Wilson has been destroying... Uh, this these these different tannin roles. He's been playing different parts of the same family and different parts of the same person uh, for decades. Uh, it it's 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 a high time that he gets some sort of recognition. And is it from the Academy Awards? No, it isn't. But gosh damn it, it should be. I apologize. Uh, you know, just looking, Tom Wilson. As far as IMDb is concerned, this is the only award he's ever won for Best Supporting Actor of Back to the Future Part Three. And as far as I can tell, I don't see if that was ever, uh, if, there, if it was filmed or televised in any way. I can't, I just, you didn't see the power of editing, but seamlessly, I, I and now I tell you, so it's not so seamless. I went, to, I, I went to YouTube, I went to Google, I looked to see if there's anything about the Academy of Science Fiction and Horror Films, but I don't see anything that, um, that, he, uh, you know, that it's televised. Uh, they're known as the Saturn Awards. I should have noticed that. And uh, wow, it says the Saturn Awards announces in 2022 it was their 50th year of, of awards. And their website looks like it has not been updated. It's, I, it looks like it has not been redesigned since 1997. 
It is the worst looking website I have ever seen. These are the official Saturn Awards. That is like such a poorly constructed. It looks like I wouldn't be surprised if I looked up and I saw GeoCities was in the address for this. And the, the, the images, everything just looks completely hilarious as far as um, like the design of this website. And I'm not some fancy web designer, but this is, oh my God. You have to t click turn on to see mobile version. That doesn't make any difference. Oh my God, this is the best website I've ever seen. Uh, but I don't, I, I can't imagine there's any sort of video because this is such a poorly constructed uh, looking site. I'm looking anywhere to see if there's any sort of videos. Oh, videos. Let's see. The video page is completely blank. Thank you, Saturn Awards. You've, you've, for something that is like geared towards science fiction and the future, uh, it, it looks like you uh, are living in the time travel past. It looks like you traveled all the way to the past and are, um, you know, living at that time. But that's because it's Oscar Sunday. I want, oh, um, I should say quickly, Tom Wilson, he won that award, but he was nominated for two other awards. Uh, in 2016, he was nominated for Best Male Lead Performance in a Television Series for Pig Goat Banana Cricket as the voice of Banana. And he was nominated for the Behind the Voice Actors Awards. Never heard of it, but hey, it's a war. It's an award. And guess what? In 2021, he was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. Yes, he was nominated for Outstanding Limited Performance in a children's program called Sydney to the Max. He played Doug Reynolds. Now, I've seen Tom Wilson, you know, acting throughout the years. Uh, the guy's, you know, still, still performing, still going at it. He does a lot of voice work. Uh, he's, you know, he's been in SpongeBob for episodes. Patrick's, the, Patrick's has his own spinoff. But the guy... He was on Legends of Tomorrow. That was like the last time I saw him, and he played a uh, a good character. You didn't like him, but you're used to um, you're used to find you're used to Tom Wilson being someone who can play unlikable, and yet he seems so extremely likable whenever you see interviews with him. And it's funny, even those old interviews of seeing Biff, you see, uh, you know, him talking behind the scenes, and he's like like bright and and like like just kind of very bubble, not bubble bubbly kind of just like, Oh, you know, I can't believe I get to do this and all these things. And, you know, like play such a despicable character, like, and yet you, you, the camera rolls and he just kind of, you know, furrows his brow and, uh, or plays, you know, just a big mean bully. Uh, and he does it so wonderfully that you, you forget these are, these are actors. Like, you know, sometimes you see, uh, like even Michael J. Fox, you figure, oh, he's, you know, he's not a 17-year-old kid, but he's not playing like, he's not like uh, displaying some major range. Now, when he gets to play stuff like Seamus or his older version or his son, or he, that's when you start to see, mostly with his son in Back to the Future Part Two, his daughter for two seconds. But really, I think the, the biggest range you see with Michael J. Fox is when he plays his son in Part Two. Morning has sprung in our household, meaning uh, my wife is awake, which also wake, kind of wakes up my dog. 
So that's why, through the power of editing, you find me outside again. Um, it is, it's kind of similar in the weather. It's very sunny right now. There's not a cloud in the sky, but you can hear there's still some snow on the ground. But I didn't want to just leave you high and dry uh, talking about Tom, Tom Wilson and his nominations. I wanted to uh, close up with a couple notes that I took. Uh, and one thought was, you know, so Doc sends this letter on September 1st. And I talked about this yesterday. What was he doing for that eight months? Let's not worry about that. What I'm thinking is, you know, Doc says, you, you know, you, I sent the letter on the 1st. Let's send you back on the 2nd. And my, the, the, um, the reasoning behind that, you'd think, is to ensure that Doc still sends the letter and that Marty, uh, you know, Marty sees him after the fact. So everything kind of happens as far as it needs to. Um, for the letter, but it would have been funny if something happened during that time and, um, Mad Dog Buford, like somehow lit fire to the, um, to the Western Union and took everything out so the letter wouldn't get there. But my thinking was, why couldn't Doc, why couldn't Marty go back before and say, Doc, he's like, Marty, what are you doing here? Doc, you sent me a letter. I didn't send you a letter. He goes, yeah, you will send me a letter on the first and you have to get this letter sent out. And so part of the part of the adventure is making sure that they get the letter sent, because if the letter doesn't get sent, uh, then it, it Marty never finds out and never comes back in the first place. And he'll uh, he'll disappear again. Just do another kind of disappear from existence. Uh, where he starts to fade or, you know, something like that. Play on that from the original one. And I, but again, it doesn't have to happen that way. Like, let's say he gets there and goes, you wrote me a letter on the first. Uh, well, then maybe all of a sudden, you know, some things happen and the letter now says September 6th or 5th. And it's because they didn't get to get, get to send the letter until... Uh, a few days later, but the letter still has 70 years to get to Marty, so it doesn't really matter if it's sent on the first or not. But for the sake of the movie, it's sent on the first or bust. So then Marty has this thing where he's like, whoa, and he almost disappears. Uh, another thing that would have been kind of fun is if they go to the Western Union together to deliver it, and Doc tells the whole story. These are my explicit, explicit, ugh, explicit instructions for 70 years from now. You're going to deliver it to a young man uh, on, on a road in the middle of the rain, and um, the guy's going to be like, what? Oh, I mean, okay, we're Western Union. We'll do whatever you ask. What's this young fella going to look like? And then Doc looks right at Marty and goes, eh, kind of like this guy. You know, picture someone like this. That would have been... You know, uh, a funny because it said matching your description. All right, when 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 Joe Flaherty wrote the letter, uh, it would have been funny or fun if they were together. And he says, "This is you know, he matches th this guy. That's how you." Ma okay, let me write that down real quick. Or um, or if they had a sketch artist, but then there would have been a sketch in the first place. So that's just a couple things where you know I'm I'm not trying to improve. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm trying to add to this movie like the whole thing with where I mentioned Leah Thompson would have been better served as an assistant to Clara than as um, an inbred McFly, Baines. Uh, and this would have, not this would have been better, but it would have been a cool little additional thing that I think would have, uh, could have served the movie um, just in a, just in an additional way. Not that you'd have to take out anything or any, there's any, there's any, um, uh, you know, fluff in this movie. There really isn't. I mean, the festival, the festival not a great deal happens, but the, the main thing is, is that's, that's where you realize probably that 
uh, Mad Dog would have killed um, Doc in the first place, and now he's going to kill Clint Eastwood, uh, you know, Marty. And then that's where they have to kind of figure that figure out their way out of that one. And that's it. That's it. I think we did it. Uh, so, yes, I will be watching the Oscars tonight and probably tweeting about it. At Geek Mentality. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. You can follow us on Facebook, us. Well, no, there's more than one of us now. At Fans Not Experts. There always has been more than one of us doing podcasts over Fans Not Experts. Um, right now, there's technically four of us doing podcasts at Fans Not Fans not experts, except for, you know, in, in addition to uh, uh, numerous guests to this show that they will be coming. Again, we're only 12 days in. We have many, many days to go. So hopefully soon I will be having my regular cohorts returning to the program. Uh, but until then, until that happens, uh, we still have many, many days to go. And in fact, we still have... Um, Okay, wait a minute. Ready? Watch. We're going to do this. Today's the 12th, so I'm going to take 12 days away because we're done. We did this from 31. So I'm going to take the one away first because that just makes it difficult, that 31. Take 12 days away. That leaves you with 18. Then add that one back in, 19. So we still have 19. See how I did that? We still have 19 March A. McFly episodes to go. And what are those episodes going to be about? I don't know, Back to the Future Part 3, somehow. Uh, so that's it, my friends. Thanks, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And until tomorrow, until Monday the 13th, I'll see you then. Thanks again. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kind of funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kind of handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Fans not experts